Good morning. Good morning. It it's 9 30. It is. We are here early today. We're ready to go. Because we have a different meeting at 10, <laughs> but it's Monday. Yep. But And it's time for the Monday Motivation on the Pendle Youth Leadership Podcast. I'm your youth director, Lee Rogers. With me is... Leah Bainey. Leah Bainey, <laughs> our event assistant here at Pendle Youth. Leah, did you have an amazing weekend? I did. I had a really good weekend. Lots Tell us all about on. it. Um, I helped... Uh, Jess with leading worship at her yeah. church at Faith Assembly. At her church. Yeah, her yeah, church. Now. Big yeah. deal. <laughs> Went um, antique shopping, Ooh. got some sushi, nice. had some dinner with friends yesterday, and yeah. So you was, did it all. Yeah, everything. Busy weekend. <laughs> Busy weekend. Super amazing. Awesome. Glad yeah. to hear it. What about you? Uh, well, the highlight uh, of the weekend was, uh, well, let me think. Uh, I was on vacation a couple of days last week up in mm -hmm. Tyanesta, Pennsylvania, uh, just outside of the beautiful Pennsylvania wilds, Allegheny mm -hmm. National Forest as well, mm -hmm. and saw the Kinzu Bridge State Park, one of the seven wonders of the state of Pennsylvania, hidden wonders mm -hmm. people don't know about. Saw the know. elk herd. You know we have an elk herd in Pennsylvania? Really? Yeah, we do. It's up in northern PA. It's, uh, the elk here were hunted to extinction in the 1800s, but they oh. brought western elk to repopulate. And so oh, wow. we actually have a really strong thriving elk herd. I saw some huge cool. bull elks with the big antlers and stuff. Really... So I have a really funny story real quick okay. about an elk. Tell us. One time I went through a drive-in zoo okay. um, in Virginia, and an elk literally took a chunk of my mom's hair. Really? Like it just reached in the car Ooh. and just like grabbed her hair. What and color ate is it. her hair? It's blonde. So, so I think it thought it was like hey. <laughs> little straw like hair. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it just reached in and grabbed. She was like, ah. Yeah. And crazy. it walked away with a whole chunk of my mom's hair. Amazing. Well, anyway, when Kai, oh, last <laughs> night, okay, last night, I got to go to Tri County Worship Center in Bethel, PA. Grin Baker is the youth pastor there, and she has uh, been the youth pastor there for a while. Yeah. It was their 10th annual Schools Out Sloppy Summer Bash, wow. which they normally do in June, but they had, because of COVID, mm. they delayed. And so they had amazing, like, messy games, water games, messy games. They had the paint, you know, the dried uh, paint powder, the cornstarch paint powder, you know mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, big water slide. Judah went with me. He nice. had a blast. They must have had... Uh, 50 or 60 students uh, there, including a bunch that showed up like at wow. the last minute. That's awesome. Uh, presented the gospel. A lot of students, uh, from my understanding, uh, this is great. We presented the gospel. They had just gone through, the youth group had just gone through the Alive and Five mm -hmm. uh, series. So they were familiar with the Alive and Five. You know, God is love. Our sin divides us from God. Jesus paid for our sin, then came back to life. We need to make a decision to put our faith in God. And when we do, the Holy Spirit helps us live for God. They just gone through that series. And so they competed in teams through the night. That's how they did mm -hmm. social distancing. You know, you compete with the team, stay oh, with the team. Yeah. And when it came time for the altar, the discussion was in their team. So presented the gospel wow. along the lines with the Alive and Five. And then students from the youth group asked their friends on their team, you know, have you put your faith in God? Would you like to right now? Wow. And I know Corinne told me the group she was in, four of the six or seven students said, yes, we want to wow. put our faith in Jesus. And so I don't know the results from the other groups, but I love that, uh, you know, simple model, live and five for presenting the gospel, but then the students uh, in a small group directly yeah. asking the question. Empowered them to yeah. step forward. And, and I think that's a, yeah. 
like it's more sincere. Yeah. It's more direct. It's more relational. Yeah, and it's harder to walk away from that decision, I feel like, when you make it in the company of friends. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 easier to, to, to go along with. So anyway, great night, Corinne and the Oak Youth. Well done. Awesome. Thanks to uh, Matt Baker, Corinne's brother, for helping Jude to have a good time oh. <laughs> on the water slide <laughs> with him and all that. Nice. And so that helped me to focus on the uh, preaching, the presentation. Mm-hmm the gospel but uh, growing young we've been talking about growing young over the last few months we've had yeah. some interruptions with covid mm-hmm. and vacations and things but we want to continue that we've been talking about growing young growing young of course by Kara powell how churches can stop growing older start growing younger they looked at over 300 churches that have a great concentration of young people that are growing young they have identified six principles that are growing young principles and we've talked about a couple this is our fifth uh episode Uh, of the podcast of Monday Motivation on this particular book. We talked about the 10 myths of successful youth ministry. We talked about unlocking keychain leadership, emphasizing with today's young people. We talked about taking Jesus' message seriously. So these are three of the of the four. Unlock keychain leadership, emphasize with today's empathize, empathize, (laughs) empathize with today's young people. Take Jesus' message seriously, three of the six growing young principles. Today, we want to talk about the idea that warm is the new cool. There we go. Warm is the new cool. So cool is not, cool is the old cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's long gone. Attractional (laughs) ministry is the old cool. Warm is the new cool. How well do you know students? And and here's, here's, I think, one of our great challenges uh, is so many church models for church success today are based on attractional ministry. Mm-hmm. Put on a great show and students will come. Yeah. And I actually think largely that's true, but that won't keep them. Yeah, It won't keep them there. And it may not even attract them there because they can get a great show just about anywhere today. Yeah. Right on their phones. So this is a challenge for us. Yeah. And it's, yeah, right on their phones. It's absolutely right. Yeah. And so this is a huge challenge for us because how do we, uh, a lot of our current models for youth ministry, a lot of people doing coaching and things for youth ministry operated in attractional models. Yeah. And that's, that's gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we still obviously need to do everything well. We need to do our best for the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. But attractional models today mostly attract people who are already Christians. Mm. I'm not interested in that. There's plenty of churches out there for people who are already Christians. Uh, How do we attract the lost? And so uh, attraction wears off. What will keep students around? Now, the immediate answer, when you say warm is the new cool, how do we establish relationships with young people? How do we establish that relational warmth? People, uh, seasoned ministry leaders will immediately say, well, you got to have small groups. Mm. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, In fact, a good small group structure is key to having warmth. But it's more than that. Yeah. It's quite a bit more than that. Small groups can be forced. They can be a little cold, actually, because they're forced, yeah. depending on how. If it's, like, too structured. If it's too structured. It doesn't feel authentic. And yeah. I feel like with the younger generations and even, like, millennials, authenticity is, like, a huge factor. And if it's not there, then they don't want to be around it. Forget about it. Yeah. And so I like, I really like the word today, organic. Yeah. Is it natural? Or it, are you having to like really cultivate this to get it to work? Yeah. Nothing wrong with cultivation, but the more organic yeah. it feels, 
the longer it lasts. And so this is more than a small group structure. Structures are important, but they're not enough. And so uh, in the research, interviewing a lot of students, these are the words used to describe churches that are growing young. Welcoming, accepting, belonging, authentic, hospitable, caring. Six words, welcoming, accepting, belonging, authentic, hospitable, caring. They call this the warmth cluster. <laughs> and I think this is a vital question. Can these words or can this cluster of words be used to describe your church? And not just your youth ministry, uh, but can these be used to describe your church? So let's just yeah. talk about uh, some of the principles here with warmth. Yeah. Warm is the new cool. Warmth is the new cool. Authenticity trumps worship style. Yeah. Warmth is in the well, DNA. Well, let's hold on. Let's drill, oh, yeah. let's drill on that one for okay. a second. So authenticity trumps worship style. When they interviewed students, uh, only 12% or so of the students in who were surveyed said the worship style was the reason they were attending the church. Doesn't mean it's not a factor. Yeah. It just means it wasn't it's high. Not the wasn't high. Reason. Yeah. So relationships are better. Warmth so. is in the DNA of the church family. Or at least it should be. Yeah. <laughs> right? Warmth okay. is in the DNA of the church. Yeah. So if anything, aside from the family in today's culture should feel like a family, it should be the church. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I, I just want to be careful with this point because there is some language that I think is not necessarily uh, helpful uh, for youth ministry leaders today that circulates about family and youth ministry. Um, number one, uh, it should feel like a church family, mm -hmm. but it's not an actual family. Yeah. And we have to be really careful. We're called to be spiritual fathers and mothers, and Paul talks about that, and he was a spiritual father to Timothy, but there's caps, there's limits on our ability to do that. And so we have to empower our leaders to do that. And we have to recognize we don't take the place of mom and dad. Hmm. Uh, they have a mom and dad. Most youth pastors I know, even if they're spiritual fathers and mothers, aren't going to pay for college <laughs> for their kids or be there on Christmas morning yeah. or anything like that. And so you have, we have to be careful about these limits. Hmm. And the other thing is when you create family culture, uh, like my family is closed. Like... Um, it, it just is. We, we, we are loving, we're welcoming to our neighbors, but we're not just inviting strangers off the street gotcha. into join our family. But in the church, we do. Yeah. We have to do that. And so when you create family culture, make sure it's not closed family culture, because mm -hmm. that's what most family cultures are. Yeah. Most family cultures are closed by their nature. Mm -hmm. It's a defense mechanism. And so... Uh, but warmth is the DNA of the church family. Apostle Paul says, uh, we're a body, a body of Christ. Um, many parts, but one body. How can one part say to another part, I don't know, need you, no, we need one another. And he talks about that. Then goes into 1 Corinthians 13, faith, hope, and love. Talks about love. We can speak in tongues all we want. We can give prophecies all we want. We've got to love each other. Yeah. We've got to love each other. Uh, that's the most important thing. So. Warmth helps young people find and stick with a church. Yeah, that's really good. And so, uh, in fact, I'm with a youth in the community right now, uh, <laughs> Leah Bainey. Uh, a young person, well, post-college, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, now are you millennial or are you Gen Z? 
I'm like the last of the millennials. You're like a zen- <laughs> like the you're like last the, age. Yeah. yeah, you're a zennial with a Z, not with an X. Yeah, I'm zennial with an X. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotcha. You're zennial yeah. with a Z. So you're like <laughs> you're one of the in betweeners. And t- tell us a little bit. What church do you go to? Well, I attend CLA, and I've been leading worship there for well. I, I grew up at CLA, so it's been it's your a long home church, time. Yeah. Grown up there. Yeah, but I'm also helping uh, Jess with her church right now. So um, Faith AG, New Cumberland. Yeah, Faith also. Assembly. So why? Yeah. CLA, huge church. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to Faith Assembly? <laughs> well, I've got friends Because you got there. the attractional <laughs> CLA, all yeah, the bells and whistles. Yeah, but say, say again, because I talked over you a little bit. Why okay. Faith? I've got friends there, friends. and I I want to help as much as I can. And yeah. there's community there, and uh, we have we have fun um, making things happen. And, and and to be clear, that's not to say it doesn't exist at CLA. You have friends no, there no. too, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but right now you're helping in a season with faith, mm-hmm. and this is super important. Warmth helps young people find and stick with a church. Mm-hmm. Attractional church may help people find you, you know, as a church, but not yeah. stick with you. Yeah. So this is a quote from the book. Uh, when we asked, Kara Powell and her co-authors write, when we asked what, peeps, what keeps people involved in their church, the highest response was personal relationships. Uh, one third of respondents said personal relationships. And warmth was almost equally mentioned. So almost two thirds said personal relationships and warmth. Um, in fact, beliefs comprised only 6% of responses. Mm-hmm. In fact, more telling, 12% of leaders said beliefs keep them in their church. Only 3% of students wow. said beliefs keep them in their church. Mm-hmm. Now, we know what we believe is super important. Yeah. Our doctrine <laughs> is super important. What the Bible says is super important. But we're talking about what helps people find a place in your church. Yeah what helps them belong in your church. And so, in other words, you may think young people are staying because of your beliefs or your preaching or your doctrine, but it's more often about finding an experience that feels like family. For teenagers and emerging adults, depth of relationship opens the door to deeper explanation of belief. Mm -hmm. First relationship, then formation. First belonging, then belief. And eventually, these blend into one fluid movement. So help... Students belong before they believe. Not a new idea. It's a missional yeah. imperative today. I wrote it about it in Initiate after I read about it in a book called The Celtic Way of Evangelism by George Hunter. might be the first book to really identify that uh, in the current uh, missional era. But helping students belong before they believe. Yeah, everyone's just searching for somewhere to belong, especially students. Absolutely. They're searching for a family to belong to. Yeah. It's hard to belong on social media. Yeah. <laughs> you're present, you're being seen, mm-hmm. but are you? But do you belong to something? Yeah, do you have people that you can be real with and, right. and share your right. dreams and your fears and all that? It's good. Let's move on. All right. Honest relationships build belonging. Yep. Very good. So, again, relational connectedness. Yeah. Good. Warm intergenerational relationships grow everyone young. And so this is important. So intergenerational relationships, and we've Mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit. Um, We've talked about it in terms of you don't have to be young to be a successful youth pastor. Yeah. But connecting students to older people in your congregation, intergenerational relationships, helps not just young people find a place in your church, but uh, 
helps some of the older people yeah. grow younger in their understanding of a new generation, their yeah. beliefs. So super important. Yeah. Peer friendships foster spiritual growth. Good. And so this is this sounds more academic than it is. <laughs> yeah. Peer relationships foster spiritual growth. When students have friends yeah. in the youth group who also grow. love God, it helps them grow spiritually. And what they found is the closer the number gets to five, if students can have five friends in the youth group, the more likely that basically that there's a correlating uh, principle to the deepness of their faith. More friends wow. in youth group, deeper their faith is. They're all moving and striving towards the same thing. So good. Becoming a body drives warmth. Yeah. So doing things together, having the activities, having relationships, um, striving towards goals together. Uh, a body doesn't just sit and doesn't just meet. Uh, it, moves. it moves and it does things together. Right. And so, yeah, becoming a body helps to facilitate. So let's talk about what to do, what to do uh, in order to adopt this principle. Warm is the new cool. Uh, take your church's relational temperature. Is that icy, cool, room temperature, fireside warm? Ooh. So, <laughs> Got that nice. Yeah. <laughs> take your church's relational temperature. Icy, cool, room temp, fireside warmth. And this is kind of risky. And if you don't know how to take your uh, the temperature, the warmth, the relational temperature, just ask the students in your yeah. youth group. Do they feel, does it feel warm here? Do they feel welcome here? Yeah. Do they feel like they're a part of something? And um, that, that'll that probably, hopefully get you some honest feedback. Yeah. It, it might surprise you. And uh, so, but go ahead and do that. And I would say in a lot of our churches, it's probably cool or room temp. Mm -hmm. I feel like in a lot of our churches, once you're in, it's warm. But yeah. when you're just showing up. It can feel a little... Well, it's a little scary. <laughs> and, it, and it's kind of natural with something we have to work on because if a church should feel like a family and if warmth is our DNA, of course, when you show up as someone who's new, An you're going to be on the outside of that. And so mm -hmm. how do we uh, shift and become, again, this yeah. growing, welcoming family? Yeah. So good. Help newcomers land smoothly and quickly. What is it like to walk into your building for worship or a service or anything? Yeah, so for a teenager in particular, yeah. what's it like for them to walk into your church building? Yeah, do they have people that are coming to them and, and introducing themselves? Yeah. Or like, are they just walking into a foreign environment? <laughs> yeah, and I think every minute, really every second that a visitor comes in and feels awkward, like you can't take that time back. Yeah. It, like the longer they feel awkward, the more they will equate awkwardness with the total experience. Yeah. So good. Uh, let's move on. Uh, create a five to one ratio of students to adults. Yeah. So uh, for every five students, try to have one adult leader mm -hmm. that helps with intergenerational connectedness. Yeah. Good. Explore more intergenerate intergenerational worship. Yeah, and so I think uh, it's not just like combined worship services, but inviting different generations into your youth service uh, mm -hmm. to participate, maybe to lead sometimes, maybe to tell a story, a testimony yeah. of what God has done. So yeah. that's good. Renovate your worship gathering into a family room. Yeah, so let's dwell on that for a second. Like mm -hmm. 
renovate your worship gathering into a family room. This is not, it can be material, like do they, do they feel comfortable in the room? But it's also uh, more than material. It's a lot of immaterial. Do they feel comfortable giving a testimony? Do young people feel like they're mentioned during the service? Do they feel at home there? Mm -hmm. And it's about more than just your your surroundings. Yeah. It's about what's being said and done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. Pray warmly. Pray warmly. Yeah. Personally, small yeah. group prayer, intergenerational prayer, connecting, praying uh, senior adults in your church to young people for their mm -hmm. prayer needs, for their future. Yeah, that's uh, powerful. Powerful. Generate tiny churches. So tiny, small group, tiny yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. It should feel like a, a, t a yeah. tiny church. Yeah. yeah. So not just going through a small group curriculum, answering questions, going through the motions of what you material you have from whatever curriculum provider you're using or if you wrote your own but are they pastoring one another you know are they caring for one another's needs mm -hmm. are they doing things together generate tiny churches good create on ramps and road trips on ramps and road trips so on ramps is on ramps for uh community mm -hmm. hey we're gonna have a dinner once a month and everybody's yeah. welcome bring your small road trips are more like hey we're gonna commit to a six-month bible study uh, on this. Gotcha. So on-ramps are uh, ways that you help people connect to one another. Road trips, how do we take then a journey together? Yeah, yeah, it's important. So, yeah, good. So Move leaders through with students as they grow older. Yeah, and this is good. And I think I've heard yeah. Scott Noggle talk about this at GT Church in Reading, that when a group, of, uh, do their small groups by grade, and when uh, grade moves up, the leader goes with the group. Yeah. So they're becoming yeah, a spiritual cool. father, mother of that group throughout their seven years or so yeah. in uh, youth ministry. So mm -hmm. it's good. Support graduates well. Yeah. Don't just get them a gift. Yeah. <laughs> text them. Send them off. Bye. Text them once every other week or so. See how they're doing. Keep yeah. in touch. Good. Yeah. And I feel like that even um, helps them want to come back to yeah. like help later on. Absolutely. Um, be a part of um, helping younger kids grow. Yeah, they want to feel connected. Mm -hmm. uh, it's helpful when they feel connected on an ongoing basis. Very good. Redirect budget to facilitate warmth. Yeah, so are you allocating your church's resources to creating a warm environment? If not, how can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Warmth can be slow. So this is just a reminder, you know, yeah. takes a little time to build warmth. Yeah. But it's so important. Uh, I had two, guy, uh, two young guys uh, in my youth group, uh, Jake and Sam, and uh, they uh, interned with me later uh, in, when they were seniors. Uh, they came. They were sixth and seventh grade, just tiny little guys. I remember Jake sitting on the front row while I was preaching, and I said something like, um, you know, if the Bible... You know, God's given us a manual. It's called the Bible, right? And if the if if God's giving us His instruction, you know, uh, a way that we should do things, don't you think we should pay attention to it? And Jake was in sixth grade, and he just shouted out from the front row, uh, "I don't do what the Bible says. I don't do what my mom and dad says. I make my own way." <laughs> he was like this tall. <laughs> anyway, oh warmth is the new cool, right? So, what we would do every week, we'd get a group of teenagers, throw them in the van. And uh, that Thursday or Friday or maybe Monday after youth group, you know, late the day after youth group or two days after youth group, uh, we would get in a van, uh, students from the youth group, and we would go visit uh, and drop off a candy bar to uh, students who came. Mm -hmm. And we pulled in 
Uh, we had a brand a van, a van that we called the poop brown van because <laughs> it was uh, paint color was poop brown. It looked like the kind of van you wouldn't want to put your children in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 but uh, that's what we had as a church. And so I remember pulling into the driveway. I pulled into the driveway. They were outside running around. They're like, what's going on? We get out with this candy bar. And their mom later said, that's when we knew this was the church for us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that warmth, that relational connection. They ended up being yeah. in, in the church for Jake and Sam pretty much from sixth grade until Jake mm -hmm. uh, graduated. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, so uh, warmth is the new cool, finding those relational connecting. And it's more than just a visitation team. It's more than just small groups. It's real organic relationship. Yeah. So, hey, we want us to give some happy birthdays. Say happy yeah. birthday to some people out there. Yeah, happy birthday, Jim Ginther. Happy today. birthday. Happy birthday, Jim. Also <laughs> want to say happy birthday to Donnie Marsh. Donnie, happy birthday, Donnie. Happy birthday. Longest serving uh, full-time youth pastor in uh, the Pendel Ministry Network, wow. 24 years, last I knew, maybe 25 now. That's awesome. Which means he turned probably 70 years old today. Just kidding, Donnie. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Donnie. Happy birthday, Jeff Henry. Hey, Jeff in Mifflintown. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michael Kubis. Happy birthday, Michael. He's mm -hmm. over in uh, is Quakertown, is it? I want to say. Uh, Morningstar mm -hmm. in Quakertown. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Melanie Lloyd. Melanie Lloyd, happy birthday, Sunbury. Mm -hmm. And uh, Megan Walsh, uh, who is uh, with her husband, Jacob, at uh, Mountaintop Family Church. Nice. Mountaintop, PA. Happy birthday. And the Lower Poconos, happy, happy birthday. A couple announcements, Bible Quiz Camp coming up. Yeah. Uh, early registration deadline this Friday. This Friday. August 14th through 16th. And we have Bible Quiz face masks for sale. Yeah. As they will be required. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Fearless coming up. Fearless Central, September 12th at Harrisburg First. Fearless Online, Sunday, September 13th from 2 o'clock in the afternoon on. And then Fearless West, September 26th, Monroeville. Fearless East, October 3rd. We're just finalizing, uh, hopefully, the location for that uh, this week. So we're yeah. excited. Put it on your mm -hmm. calendars. Be a part of it. If any generation, if any time in our culture in the last 50 years needed a fearless Christian church of young yeah. people. It's this one. It's COVID now. has got people shell-shocked, and we need yeah. a fearless generation. Yeah, and absolutely. So, Leah, thanks for being with me today. Yeah. Let's pray. All right. Take it away. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for all that you've given us, God. I just pray that you would empower us to be fearless in our leadership, Lord. I pray that you would empower our students to be fearless. And God, I just pray that you would be with us and continue to teach us who you are, Lord. Continue to guide us through this challenging time, Lord. But we're so thankful that you are with us and that we can look to you. We're not alone in any of this, Lord. So we just praise you for that. In your name, amen. Amen. Adios.